everybody. My name is Andrew and welcome to the Bundesliga. This is episode 33 where we're going to talk about match days 27 and 28. I hope that everyone around the world is enjoying having some quality live soccer back. I imagine the Bundesliga has lots of first time viewers after these last few weekends since they're the only league in Europe, one of the top five leagues that are back in action. So if you're new here, welcome to the show. I appreciate you giving us a listen. If you're a longtime listener, I would appreciate if you guys could tell a friend, share with anyone you know that watches football to get them into the Bundesliga. Now, if you guys want a recap of how we got to where we are at this point in the season or anything really leading up to the season, check out some of my previous episodes, including episode 32, where I kind of recap how each team got to where they are in the table leading up to the restart after the quarantine. So that's that. One thing I have to add for last week's episode, episode 32, is I realized that I didn't choose a man of the match day. I was just so excited to have live soccer back. I kind of just overlooked that part of my show. So going back to episode 32, the man of the match day is Kai Havertz. Not really a big surprise. He played overwhelmingly amazingly. He was an awesome player that week. I believe he got two goals and an assist. So no competition. Kai Havertz, man of the match day for last week. With that being said, let's get into match day 27 and 28 because there was a lot that went down that was pretty interesting and very important in the title race. So with that being said, let's get right into it. Now the first match I want to talk about in match day 27 is the Berlin Derby, the second ever Berlin Derby in the top tier Bundesliga. And that is Hertha Berlin versus Union Berlin. Now, for those of you who haven't been watching, in the beginning of the season, Union Berlin was one of the promoted teams that came up from the second Bundesliga to the first. Now, the first meeting between these two teams was a home game at Union in East Berlin. And Union Berlin actually won the first ever Berlin Derby at the top tier Bundesliga, which was Shocking to a lot, but if you know Hertha's form at that point in time is not that shocking. For a long stretch of this season, Union Berlin was actually above Hertha in the standings. And Hertha was having a lot of trouble in that early part of the season. So Union won that game. Now Hertha is coming for revenge on their home leg. Granted, it's no fans and behind closed doors, but Hertha still wants that revenge. So this is the reverse fixture of the first half of the season. And Union at the time was above Hertha when they won. But with this match, I believe there was only one point separating the two teams. Now, this match was so important for Union Berlin that last week when they played Bayern, they had a perfectly healthy striker in Anderson, but they didn't play him because he was on four yellow cards and they didn't want to risk him getting a yellow card and not have him for the derby match. That's how important it was for Union. So, Hertha was in such great form that Union just really couldn't keep up. They beat them 4-0 at the Olympia Stadion in Berlin, and Union lost the second ever Berlin Derby at the top of the table. So right now, we're one point apiece. It's going to be interesting to see how it goes through the next seasons and into the future, because this is definitely going to be a fun derby to watch going forward. Now, Hertha's turned their season around after having a horrible, horrible first half. Believe it or not, they've went through five managers this season alone. The 2019-2020 season, Hertha Berlin has went through five different 
managers, which is so wild. One of which was Jurgen Klinsmann for about two months. So it's just a pretty crazy season for them. And in this match, Matthias Cunha is proving he is a great signing and very, very deadly. Second match back from quarantine and he gets another goal. I really thought Unione put up a lot more of a fight since they gave Bayern some trouble last week and have generally been playing better than Hertha. But Hertha's definitely shown that when they get the right pieces and the right coaching and everything fits well, they are a dangerous team, which they've been showing since the return of the quarantine. I was a bit surprised by this result, to be honest, but congrats to Hertha. They won the game, and now we are one apiece for the Berlin Derby. All right, moving on. Next match is Dortmund versus Wolfsburg. Now, in this match, Guerrero and Hakimi continue to show their great form, and each of them score a goal. Final score, 2-0 to Dortmund over Wolfsburg. Honestly, the entire Dortmund squad is just really in top form right now, which is super great because they're going into Der Klassiker next week against the league leaders Bayern in first place, while Dortmund sit in second place four points behind. Now, this year, if there's any year that Dortmund's going to put up a fight, last year they did, it got down to the last match day. This year is another one of those. They finally have all their pieces firing out in full cylinders. They have a lot of players in top, top form right now, including Holland and Guerrero, Hakimi. Hummels is doing good in the back, and you just really have the entire team. Torgan Hazard, Holland, all of them are just in top, top form. So there's a year where Dortmund's going to make a run. I feel like this is going to be the one. And like I said, this 2-0 victory is really good for them going into Der Klassiker next week because going into Bayern and playing Bayern, whether it's a home or away, is never an easy task. So that's a good victory for them going into next week. Also, I mentioned during one of the quarantine episodes, I would do a segment about transfer rumors. I mentioned that Hakimi might be going back to Real Madrid after his loan spell at Dortmund ends. And that has all pretty much been confirmed. So this might be the last season that you see Ashraf Hakimi in the black and yellow jersey of Dortmund because he's probably going back to Real Madrid and it's going to be a great asset to them when he gets back there. And he's already said that if Real comes calling, he'll he'll go back to them easily. So that's going to be a pretty big loss for Dortmund. But, you know, it was a loan. You always take those risks when you loan a player that you might develop him, he might get really good, and then he might leave you. So that's kind of what's happening here. So that sucks for Dortmund, but that's the risk they took when they signed a player on loan. All right, next up, we have Borussia Mönchengladbach versus Bayer Leverkusen. Now, I was really looking forward to this match because even though these teams are between, I think, third and fourth or fourth and fifth place, these two teams are both really on fire right now. So I was super excited to watch this game, and it did not disappoint Bayer Leverkusen take the victory 3-1 with a consolation goal for Gladbach by Marcus Thuram. Now, Kai Havertz nets two more goals, which brings his goal total up to 11, and he's tied for fifth place with about seven or eight other players, but bringing his goal total up to 11 is huge because at the beginning of the season, he was not playing very well at all. He had a great season last year and then got off to a rough start in the 2019-20 season, so this is pretty good news that he's scoring goals, scoring lots of goals, and being very dangerous for Leverkusen. So shout out to Kai Havertz. He's now sitting in fifth place in goal scoring and has been on fire since January, both in the domestic league, in the domestic cup, 
and in Europa League. So just all across the board, Kai Havertz is playing very well, which is awesome for Leverkusen. With their coach, Peter Bosch, I think they found the right manager. They even have lots of other dangerous players like Bellarabi and Leon Bailey, who is now coming off the bench, but in previous years was a starter. So they have a really deep bench, I think, and a really good team right now. However, Gladbach didn't look that bad. They did lose the game, but they they didn't play horribly. They just couldn't get the victory. I would not count against Gladbach going forward. I would just consider this uh, a tough loss, but not exactly indicative of their form going forward and their form for the rest of the season. I still think Gladbach is a dangerous team. They just couldn't pull out the victory here. Two more matches to go. Next one is Bayern Munich versus Eintracht Frankfurt. So Bayern shake off the cobwebs from last week and put up a great performance. I believe the final score in this match was 5-2. Frankfurt tries to stay in the game to get two goals from, shockingly, the defender Martin Hintenreger, but ultimately it's not enough to overcome Bayern's five goals. Hintenreger does get a really weird hat trick in that he got two goals for Eintracht Frankfurt and then one own goal against themselves, but he technically scored three goals in the match day, so there's that. On Bayern's side, Alfonso Davies and Mueller both shine, and the entire team really looks to be back in form. I'm not going to say they're 100% firing on all cylinders, but they do look really, really good. Goals are coming from all over the place, from Lewandowski, from Muller, from Goretzka, from Davies. So a lot of players all across the board are scoring. Last week we had uh, a defender in Pavard score, so they're really getting goals from all over the place, which is more indicative of a strong Bayern side. All right, and the last match I want to talk about for match day 27 is RB Leipzig versus Mainz. Now, in this match, Timo Werner nets a hat-trick in a 5-0 clean sheet versus Mainz. That one is pretty much set and done. It was a total onslaught. I'm surprised it honestly only ended 5-0. The shots were 20 for Leipzig to 4 for Mainz. So Leipzig had more goals than Mainz even had shots. Think about that. Leipzig maintained third place, and Mainz falls to one spot above relegation. So this was exactly the result that Leipzig needed and the opposite of what Mainz wanted. It puts them in a very, very dangerous spot of being one spot above the relegation zone. So Mainz has some work to do for sure. Leipzig is really shining and playing well. So man of the match, there's a couple options here. Kai Havertz got two goals. Martin Hittenrecker got two goals as well as a defender, which is pretty impressive. And then Werner got a hat trick. This week, I'm giving it to Timo Werner. He's adding some goals to his tally, trying to catch up to Lewandowski in that golden boot race. His team overall had a great performance. He had a hat trick and a 5-0 clean sheet victory. You can't bet against that. This week, it goes to Timo Werner for match day 27. All right, match day 28. Now, this is probably... One of the matches that everyone's been looking forward to since the Bundesliga came back from quarantine, from the pause of the season. This is one of the matches everyone's looking forward to, and that is Der Klassiker. It's Bayern Munich versus Borussia Dortmund. Both teams came out ready to play and play hard. Everyone hustled. There was back and forth action. There was chances on both sides. There were breaks one way and the other. Both teams really, really wanted to win this game and really, really didn't want to lose this game because you had the attackers throwing in shots and you had the defenders and the goalies making the blocks and, and, and making the correct plays to stop it. So it was just all included in an amazing game. Now, in the end, Bayern 
does inch out a 1-0 victory with a cheeky goal by Joshua Kimmich, possibly a mistake by goalkeeper Roman Berkey on the Dortmund side, and it gives the record champions a 1-0 victory, and they get a 7-point gap at the top. Now, the reason I say it's a cheeky goal and a mistake by Borky is that Joshua Kimmich had a chip from outside the box, and Roman Borky was not expecting it and a bit off his line and a bit out of position where if he had stayed on his line, it would have been an easy block over the net for a corner. But since he was not expecting Kimmich to chip it up from beyond 18 yards, he was surprised by that and could not get back in time to you know, push the ball over the net. So that was a bit of a mistake by Borky, but a really cheeky attempt by Kimmich that ended up being the game winner. So good for him. Now, I did mention the gap is now seven points at the top between Bayern in first place and Dortmund in second. Is the Bundesliga wrapped up? Is Bayern running away with the league? I don't quite think so yet. Now, people might think the opposite. People might disagree with me, but with Dortmund's team this year, the way they're playing this year, the players they have and the form they're in, I don't see them completely out of the race. You just saw Bayern struggle against Union Berlin. That's a mid-card team and only put up one goal. Then they play a team like Frankfurt that's a little bit better and put up five. So Bayern is a little bit inconsistent while Dortmund put up four goals against Schalke and looked really good. And then they put up two goals, I believe, against Wolfsburg before and looked really good. So Dortmund's a little bit more consistent, I think, since the return of the season. Plus, they're just very dangerous having Holland up there, Jaden Sancho, all these great, great players. The goals can come from anywhere on both teams, and that really leads to an exciting race. On top of that, Bayern Munich still has to play Leverkusen and Gladbach, which in their current forms are no easy matches. Those are easily two of the most difficult matches they're going to have in the second half of the season. And now with the title race as close as it is, those matches could really make determine where Bayern ends in the table. Dortmund, on the other hand, the toughest match they have coming up is going to be against RB Leipzig. However, they do have one other tricky match, and that would be against Hertha Berlin, who is honestly still in the mid-card, kind of, but has been playing so well that you could really consider them a dangerous opponent because you never really know how they're going to play against a big team like Dortmund. So it could still go to the end of the year, the last match day, to determine a winner. It's going to be super interesting. The one last point I want to bring up with Der Klassiker is the VAR call that wasn't. So there was a moment in the match where a Dortmund player takes a shot that was on target and Boateng slides down to block it, unfortunately hits his elbow, clearly hits his elbow, and there was no call made for handball, no penalty given, and the shocker of it all is there was no VAR review. There was no call on anything, no VAR review, which is a bit out out of character for the German league. Germans have been pretty good with the VAR. This is the third year they've had in play. They've had some mistakes with it in the first couple seasons. Not gonna lie, there's some pretty egregious mistakes, but they've seemingly worked out all the kinks. So I was kind of a bit shocked that there was no call on this, at least no review. I at least thought there would be a review by the referee on the pitch, checking the monitor, if not giving the handball call. So that was a bit shocking. I had to call that out because that was a big moment that we had to talk about. Now, that aside, the rest of the results on this match day were a bit confusing to say the least, and here is why. Let's start off with Gladbach versus Werder Bremen. 
Gladbach, who's been on fire, playing very, very well, getting goals from Duram and getting goals from Playa, and just playing in top form, really, played to a 0-0 tie with Werder Bremen, which is in the relegation zone. So Gladbach's a team that I was thinking could still compete for the Bundesliga title, and Bremen is fighting relegation, and they played to a 0-0 tie. That was a bit shocking. I expected Gladbach to really pick up some points there and propel them into title race, but that did not happen. So that's kind of silly there. What's even more shocking is that Bremen had more shots and shots on target. It's just a weird game overall. I mean, I guess, if anything, I have to give congratulations on Bremen of getting a point out of the game and not conceding any points and falling deeper in the relegation zone. But Gladbach really surprised me and left a lot of points on the table that they really could have used. Next up, the other result that was a bit shocking for me was actually the Leverkusen versus Wolfsburg result. And that was a final score. Let me have you guys guess. What was the final score? Nope, wrong. It was 4-1 to Wolfsburg. Yep, Wolfsburg won this match 4-1. With the form of Kai Havertz and Bellarabi and just Peter Bosch playing very well with his team, I'm shocked that they gave up four goals. And more so, I'm shocked that they only scored one. Kai Havertz has been putting in goals since the season restarted from the, the quarantine. I'm shocked that they weren't able to put up more than one goal and Wolfsburg, which is not a horrible team, they're in a Europa spot right now. I just did not expect them to upset Leverkusen as strongly as they did with a 4-1 victory. So shout out to Wolfsburg. Congrats on that victory. It was definitely hard fought, but that was a, a weird one for me for sure. Even more weird is that Bayer had most of the possession, but not most of the shots. It's just a weird loss overall given the current form. But this is why you can't rule out Bayern dropping points too. Remember, at one point in the season, Bayern Munich was in seventh place, and now they're at the top. So with results like this, with results like Gladbach dropping points to Bremen, you cannot definitively say that Bayern has won this season just yet because these weird results do happen. People always say in the Premier League, you know, any team can beat any team. Well, come look at Germany. Gladbach just lost to Bremen, and Wolfsburg just beat a really, really strong side in an informed Leverkusen, you know. These things happen everywhere, and the Bundesliga is super exciting right now, and this is why. One last point about this match is that I forget who was the home team. I believe it was Bayer Leverkusen who was the home team. So they had tarps printed with fans' faces on them for the lower bowl of the arena, which is odd. We've all heard about FC Seoul in Korea having the sex dolls in these stands, and then we've heard about Gladbach having the cardboard or plastic cutouts of the fans in the crowd. And then here we have Leverkusen answering them with tarps with fans' faces on them in the crowd. All kinds of different things that teams are trying to do to boost the, the view for the, the team to make it seem like there are fans there. This is just the latest development in that. I thought it was a bit weird. How do you guys feel about it? Let me know. Send me an email, w2bundesliga at gmail.com or hit me up on Instagram at welcome to the Bundesliga with underscores and let me know what you guys think about that. All right, we only have a few more matches for match day 28 to go over. And the next one is RB Leipzig versus Hertha Berlin. Now this one's interesting because going into this match, both teams are in form and have not lost a match since the restart of action. So Hertha Berlin's actually won all their matches. I believe Leipzig has won a couple and tied some, but both teams have not lost a match yet. And that continues today with a 2-2 draw. Neither team is able to pick up the victory. 
but there's a lot of back and forth action. Just no team can come out on top. Two goals apiece. They're both in pretty good form, so this isn't really too shocking. If anything, Hertha's kind of punching above their weight here, but with how they've been playing, I'm not really surprised. Hertha could easily gotten the upset over Leipzig, and I would not have been too surprised with the form that they're in. However, Leipzig competing for you know a top two, top three finish, you'd expect them to play a little bit harder to try to get this victory. On top of all of that, there are no goals from the ex-RB Leipzig player Matthias Cunha, who was bought by Hertha Berlin in the January transfer window and has been on fire for Berlin since then. No goals against his former club, unfortunately. All right, next up, one of the other more shocking results. Like I said, there are a lot of weird results in this match day, and that is that relegation side Dusseldorf was able to beat Schalke 2-0. So Schalke seemed to have picked up last season's form again where they lost five matches in a row. They've now lost their third match since the restart. And this time it's, like I said, against relegation side Dusseldorf. I do have to give a shout out to Hennings on his 12th goal. And congrats to the entire Dusseldorf team on this victory over Schalke. So that's impressive for them. I also got to give a young shout out to the young American Weston McKinney who gets Schalke their one lonely consolation goal in their defeat over Dusseldorf. Now, the last match I want to bring up is Hoffenheim versus FC Cologne. I got to bring this match up for one reason specifically, and that is it has this week's man of the match day in Christoph Bautgarner. He's got two goals and a helper to help Hoffenheim come to a 3-1 victory over the Billy Goats and a pretty wild game that also had two red cards, one for each side. So there were just lots of back and forth action, but Hoffenheim gets this game in the bag over the Billy Goats. So, Massey 28 was a pretty wild one. Lots of great action, some weird results, and you got that gap opening up at the top of the table between Bayern Munich and Dortmund. So I still think there's a lot to be played, a lot to be figured out. By no chance is Bayern already running away with this league there's still a lot to see and a lot more exciting match days coming up for sure now like i mentioned earlier i want to hear you guys fan questions feel free to email me at w2bundesliga at gmail.com that is w the number two bundesliga at gmail.com i'd love to hear your questions answer them on the show if not i'll message you back you can also find me on instagram at welcome to the bundesliga with underscores between each word that is welcome to the bundesliga with underscores between each word on top of that i want to let you guys know that i do on match days sometimes go on ig live on instagram live i'll set that up and i'll watch first half or second half of some games and kind of interact with fans so Definitely check out my Instagram for that. I'll try to do it this week when Byron plays. So you guys can kind of get my opinions before the game. And then as the first few minutes of the game start, I'll be chatting with some of you guys. So definitely try to hop on the IG Live when I do it on the match days. Also, I just want to mention a couple things. One is that my buddy and I have another podcast. It's called Post and Pints. I may have mentioned it on here before, but it's another podcast that I'm on. It's about soccer as well. We mainly cover... MLS and American soccer, but on that show, I am the Bundesliga representative. So when we do talk about international soccer, we have someone who covers the Prem and Syria A, and then I cover the Bundesliga. So definitely check it out. We interview a lot of really cool supporter group leaders and members and board members and people who are involved with the clubs that they support in the MLS, including Philadelphia Union and 
the New York Red Bull. So go and check it out for sure. It's called Post and Pint. You can find it anywhere podcasts are found. On top of that, myself and my buddy from Post and Pints were recently on LADS, Loud American Discussing Soccer, one of the awesome, one of the best soccer podcasts out there. We are on episode 222, so check that out if you want to hear me on LADS, episode 222. That being said, I do have a lot of cool things in the show notes for this episode. I got highlights of the Bayer Leverkusen versus Borussia Mönchengladbach match. I have Bayern Munich versus Frankfurt, and I have Wolfsburg thrashing Leverkusen. All kinds of things in the show notes. Definitely check that out. With all that being said, my name is Andrew. I'll see you guys next time. <laughs> <laughs>